Good morning. It's good to be with you on this uh, wonderful Monday morning. I'm glad to be continuing with you in First Timothy today. Um, today's passage, whoo, there's a lot, y'all. <laughs> today We're going to read all of chapter two. And in fact, we may, depending how this goes today, we may take an extra day on this one. I don't know, but there's a lot, plus a lot of good stuff today and then some stuff that we definitely need to dig into deeper so um let's let's start off with the stuff that um goodness just uh, the first the first five verses some of my favorite verses in, in the bible in fact frankly one of the verses that plays into how i pray daily in in worship and sundays so let's read we'll read verses one through five first over one through well, let's go one through seven. First of all, then, I urge supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving to be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For I was appointed as a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I'm not lying. I teach to the Gentiles in faith and truth. Okay, so Paul says two things here, I think, which are really important for us to, to think about. Um, and I want to talk about, about modern life and then also about Paul's context. He says here, um, verse 1, I urge that all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. So Paul here is telling us something he says earlier in Romans as well, to pray for our leaders. Um, in Romans, he says uh, to submit to authority. So here he's telling us to pray for our leaders. And what I mean by how this affects my daily prayer life, as well as my public prayer life as the pastor, is um, I every morning I have a devotional resource our prayer resource I use and I I write out all of the leaders that I'm underneath both from a religious perspective my bishop my DS then also my mayor my board of supervisors my governor my legislator both local and national my president my Supreme Court I I, I pray for each of these now be clear it doesn't mean that I always agree with all of them Paul here doesn't just say pray for those religious leaders, those political leaders that you are, are agree with. Let's unpack what's happening in Paul's life. Remember, remember what Paul at this point, this is this is closer to the end of his life. The leaders Paul is telling us to pray for, they're going to kill him soon. Paul will very soon, after writing this, be martyred by these. Political leaders that Paul is telling us to pray for. Paul is not, he's going to literally, they're literally going to kill him. He's going to die. He will be put to death by these political kings and emperors. It's going to happen. Many Christians who read this will be put to death by these political leaders. This is not a philosophical debate for Paul. This is a real world, you know, brass tacks situation for Paul. 
It's the real world. Paul's literally talking about praying for somebody who's going to kill him soon. I, I think it's important for us to pray for all of our leaders, whether we like them or not, whether we agree with them or not. We're told to. Because if we agree with them, we want to pray for, you know, for 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 the policies and things that we don't agree that we agree with. If we, I mean, that we agree. With, and if we don't agree with them, then we want to pray for God to change their hearts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like either way, whether you're happy about current leaders or unhappy, we should be praying for our leaders. Paul tells us that. So we should live a peaceable life. That's why every Sunday, the, day, the Sundays in worship, when I only do the pastoral prayer, I always pray for our our local, state, and federal leaders. And I will always do that. I'm commanded to do that here. Then verse 4, more good stuff. He who is right in, I'm going to start with 3, I guess. It's right and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. That's good stuff, y'all. This kind of goes back to praying for the people we disagree with stuff. God desires for everyone to be saved. Everybody. Not a single person. C.S. Lewis says something to the effect of there's not a single person. You'll never look into the eyes of a mere mortal. Everyone you've ever met is made for eternity. Um, so we're all in some ways supernatural beings because our we'll live for, live for all of eternity. And God desires for all persons, all persons, everybody, everybody to be saved. Everybody. There's not a single person out there, y'all, that God doesn't love. There's not a single person out there that Jesus didn't die for. There's one God and one mediator between God and humanity. Jesus Christ, himself human, who gave himself as a ransom for all. You know? We have to understand that God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. And so we, as Christians... Now, we have this command to do much the same, to love everyone we meet in that same way so that maybe, so that the folks, so when we meet a Christian, that they can be encouraged by the love we give to them. But if they're not a Christian, if they don't know the Lord, then maybe through our actions, through our words, through our grace, through our kindness and love and mercy, they can find something appealing about this Jesus that we follow and that something within how we live and love and serve and care can can help them want to know Jesus. He wants everyone to be saved, y'all. Who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. It's good stuff, y'all. That's good stuff. And I think I think these passages here have to affect how we pray for our leaders, how we pray for the people in our life, because there may be somebody right now that we're in a, in a we're struggling with a relationship. There may be somebody, <laughs> I grew up, golly, I'm old. I grew up with the church that having prospect list. And y'all remember that? For, you know, people that we knew in our community and our families who weren't Christian. And we pray for them. I remember I, I remember, golly, y'all, I, I, when I first got saved, 
first became a Christian, I had a prospect list. People in my life who I loved who weren't Christian. Go prayed for them daily. And, I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't really thought about our prospect list in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while as I thought about that. And, and, and that might maybe ought to be a, a practice that we um, resume. I don't want to, I probably, probably don't want to put it out publicly <laughs> like we did back in the day. That may not be a good idea. <laughs> but um, how often do we pray for those who don't know the Lord? And I, and I don't mean a general, a general prayer like Lord save all folk. But I mean a specific prayer like Lord, pray for this person, my neighbor, my coworker, my family, who don't know you. Lord, I pray for them, and I ask you to place someone in their path today that can help them know you better or know you. I think I think we do that for our children, don't we? Maybe our grandchildren. But it says here that God wants all to be saved. I think, you know, we just finished just finished Proverbs. And part of Proverbs was praying for wisdom. And I think wisdom at its core is learning to see things through the eyes of God. Seeing things through the gift of the Spirit, seeing things through God's eyes and I think one of the things Scripture tells us that one of the ways that God sees the world is that God wants all persons to be saved. So, I think that needs to be a prayer for us that we can be sincere in our prayer for our family and friends who are lost, who don't know Jesus. And we can pray for them to come to a saving knowledge of the truth. So, I'm going to pick up Monday with with verse eight. I, 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 there's some real good stuff here. That one, I'm sorry, t- Tuesday. I'm always getting my days. Um, I, I'm going to um, pick up Tuesday with verse eight, and because uh, there's, there's some stuff that I really want to dig into. But um, let's pray for our leaders, and let's pray for the lost, and let's give them all to Jesus because he's got a lot bigger hands than we do. So thanks for being with us today, guys. Um, I look forward to picking up uh, tomorrow with First Timothy. Have a great rest of your day. See you.